welcome to the Let's Get Uncomfy podcast. I'm your host, Annie, Air Force officer turned serial entrepreneur, author, CEO, fitness expert, and personal growth junkie. Honestly, though, guys, I'm just like you. I choose every single day to get uncomfy in pursuit of what others consider unlikely. And that's exactly how I've built a life I am freaking obsessed with. And I want you to know that you're capable of the same. Here in this fam, yes, you're officially a part of the fam. We choose every day to quit our excuses, ditch the negativity, and embrace our best lives. Literally nothing is off the table when it comes to the conversations we're going to have together. We'll chat fitness, mental health, relationships, personal growth, business, and I'm certain we're going to laugh together. But please don't hold it against me if we cry together too. I know you'll leave this episode with the confidence and excitement to grow from your mistakes, pursue your passions, and ultimately own your life. Now let's get on with it. It's time to get uncomfy. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to the Let's Get Uncomfy podcast. I am Annie, your host, and I am super stoked for today's episode because I'm bringing you guys an incredible guest, and his name is Jeremy Ogle. Before we dive into the episode, I wanted to share a little bit about him so you guys have a little bit of perspective on who's speaking. So Jeremy Ogle sustained a brachial plexus injury on June 20th, 2015 during a motorcycle accident. It resulted in the paralysis of his upper left arm. His daughter was then born only three months after this terrible accident. Leading up to her birth, he battled depression and many other complex physical and emotional challenges. Jeremy was walking a pretty tough path after his injury, and at the same time, he became a father. So a lot of change in three short months, pretty shortly after Jeremy made a major decision to change his life physically and mentally. Symbolically, he hiked one of his favorite mountains and dumped his pain meds in the dirt, crushed them, and began his new life. Jeremy has earned countless medals in multiple sports, especially within adaptive CrossFit and obstacle course racing. And recently, Jeremy was one of four team members that took home the title for the first ever Spartan Para Elite team. Jeremy is super driven and has made positive impacts through public speaking, mentoring, forming you adapt, and especially just sharing his life with others. Honestly, I'm going to add in here that Jeremy is a whole personality. He is fun. He has a sense of humor and it really breaks down the barrier to allow for some of these conversations to be had. I met Jeremy about a year ago, climbing a mountain at sunrise. And from the first interaction I had with Jeremy, which was him offering me donuts at the peak of this mountain before the sun was even risen, I could tell that he just had an energy that I needed in my life. And ever since then, we've connected on social media, we've supported each other. And so I'm really excited to have him on the podcast today, guys. He's an inspiration to me his life story, everything that he's been through. It's actually incredible that he has formed the life that he lives now. And anyway, um, before I say anything else, (laughs) let's hear it from him. Let's dive into the episode. So here it is. Enjoy. All right. Okay. Hey, Sam. Welcome back to the Let's Get Uncomfy podcast. I am freaking stoked for our guest today, Jeremy Ogle. You guys might know him, maybe you do, maybe you don't, um, but I am really, really excited. So Jeremy, like, thank you for making time and your busy schedule just in your life to come on here and share your story, share your mindset, your wisdom with us. Oh, thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Crazy. We were actually just talking before we hit record 
Um, so Jeremy and I met in Scottsdale. Um, it's actually, I was thinking about it. It's actually so crazy how the world works. Cause I, I was going through a really hard time at that point in my life. And I one day woke up like before the sun and I was like, I want to do a sunrise hike. And I literally just Googled best sunrise hike near me. And it was Piestua, Piestua, is that how you say it? Yeah, Piestua. Piestua Peak. Um, and I, so I drove there and I just started, I just did it and um, met you. I remember you were on the top. I got up there and then you're on the top. You have like donuts. You're like offering donuts to everybody. I'm like, what is happening right now? Um, it was, uh, it was wild, but yeah, it is crazy just like how life works. Okay, before we really dive in, let's have you kind of share a little bit about you. Great. Uh, my name is Jeremy Ogle. Uh, I am currently 33 years old. I've been a runner my whole life, like just naturally, just something I've done freely. Uh, let's see, sum it up. I was a cell phone, cell phone tower technician for seven years. And then I worked out in Texas uh, as a caser on drilling rigs. Um, so I've traveled and I've done wild stuff my whole life. Uh, grew up on motorcycles. And then you figure to bring up to my story just to, to where it gets real interesting. Or I guess when I was 16, I had a quad accident in the dunes in California. I had a handlebar go into my stomach. Oh, <laughs> you, don't even, you don't even know. <laughs> you say that so casually. Okay. So I was, uh, I had just turned 16. It was probably like, a, it was January 2nd, I think 2003. Um, handlebar from my ATV going to my stomach. So I had to have a colostomy bag for three months. Um, so I went around a brand new high school as a 16 year old boy with a shit bag. Um, oh my God. So, but we made the best of it. It was fun. Like I hit it. And then, you know, once everyone found out that there was a big bulge on this skinny little dude, um, showed everybody in lunch and then everyone went wild. And then we just had fun for the next two months. Um, <laughs> do you feel like that had an impact on like now looking back, like, everything else you've been through, like going through that, like you had to cultivate some sort of mindset of like perseverance and like, okay, well, you know, got to make it work. Got to keep going. Like, do you think that had an impact on then later, you know, everything else you've been through? Oh, uh, most definitely. Um, because like I said, I was, I was brand new 16 and then I started a brand new school. We, we moved in the middle uh, of semesters over Christmas yeah. break. So I started a brand new school two, three weeks late into the new semester with my ship bag, meeting all these brand new people. Um, and so I was self-conscious for a while. I've always been, at least when I was younger, but that experience and how people just embraced me. Um, I used to do backflips everywhere. I would climb the buildings from the school and I would jump off the second story. I would jump off the field goal post oh my God. with my bag. And then we'd walk around and lunch. And I mean, and <laughs> weird some people out, but I would eat random shit at lunch, um, random things at lunch. And then in my fourth hour class, we'd sit there and just watch it come out. Like, and my fourth hour class happened to be biology. Um, oh my God. So you've always just been like a wild. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, uh, my spirit, my energy has just always been wild. It's always been different. Um, part of why I was so self-conscious my whole life um, until I started embracing my own. All, and you know accepting myself for who I am and just going with it um right. that you figure at 23 um heart problems running my family so at 23 I had a loop monitor pacemaker put in my chest to monitor heart arrhythmias 
Um, and then you figure at 27 was my arm where my brachial plexus injury, it's my nerves getting ripped out of my spine. So that was at 27, that accident. Um, and then at the time, what happened? What happened there? So that one is a, a good life lesson. Um, so I had uh, about six months prior to my accident, um, my on and off girlfriend, um, we got pregnant. Mm -hmm. So she was doing well, but then things weren't going as well as they should be or at all, really, honestly. Um, and then around four and a half, five months pregnant, which I had already known before then, had suspicions. Around four or five months pregnant, um, she calls me and tells me that she's at a sober living house because she relapsed um, on hard drugs while she's pregnant. Um, so that was the last straw for me, um, but didn't really know how to deal with myself or my emotions in a positive way. So I began to drink because um, once my daughter was conceived, then I started to change my life. It wasn't bad, but I started to change it even more for the better um, to yeah. be the father that I wanted to be. So when I got the call that, you know, smoking heroin while she's pregnant with my daughter, um, it kind of threw me, threw me off in a very big way. Um, so that night I went out drinking with friends um, and was on my bike. Um, and I drank way too much, which any amount is too much while you're driving or riding. So, but uh, yeah, no, I let it spiral me down. And then my blood alcohol was point. 274 oh my God. smaller when I had two arms um, I weighed less and I was smaller with two arms so um, I don't know they found me on the side of the highway my bike lit on fire I lived in a desolate area sort of how like in between towns in Texas yeah in Arizona so someone saw my bike on fire like two in the morning they stopped they called the ambulance when they saw the ambulance they took off um I think it was just someone else that was making poor decisions, but also did a good deed and didn't want to get a DUI or whatever, you know, um, someone could have hit me, uh, end of the day, like, it, do you it remember any of this or did you just, I don't remember anything. Um, I remember getting, I remember my friends and I walking to another bar and me saying, no, I'm at my limit. I'm shit faced. I got like 15 minutes to get home. Sadly, it was a routine, you know? Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's not, it's my responsibility, but at the same time, dropkick your friends, take their keys. I weigh 110 pounds. Most girls could grab my keys from me, especially at 0.274 blood alcohol. Right. But at the end of the day, it was, it was my responsibility. I don't blame anyone. Um, yeah. I'm actually quite thankful because, I mean, for one, look at, I'm sitting here talking with you. Yeah. I share my story around the world. Um, I get to travel the country and talk to kids. I get to talk to kids about making poor decisions and how to counteract them, how to use your disadvantages to your advantages. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, no, they found me and took me to the hospital. Um, said I wasn't going to, I had a broken neck, back, uh, my arm, my thumb was shaved down to the bone. My arm was dislocated at every which point down to the fingers that it could be. Um, it eventually was just, it was flail. Um, from my shoulder down, it was completely paralyzed and limp. Oh my God. 
I guess for accident, but my daughter was born three months after my accident. Um, at this time, this was the darkest point of my life because I'm like, I've never changed a diaper with two hands. Right. I've never been a father with two hands. I'm never going to get to hold my child. Because at this point, like, the doctors told me they didn't know what was wrong. Yeah. And just give it a year or two. I'm like, I mean, so did you just have you just couldn't have any motion in your arm at that point yeah so I, the arm was still fully there but it was just completely limp okay. uh, could not do anything with it and for the most part i couldn't feel anything i used to burn it and break it all the time um oh my god burn it more so often um i burned it with my daughter's my daughter's bottle warmer once and i had to go to the hospital for five days so they could take care of my wounds because we, we wouldn't know if anything was wrong because if something was happening, forming in my arm. No pain, no feeling. I have no pain, no nothing to, to alert me of anything. Right. Do you think that was like you in that moment, like coping, dealing with like just what was happening? I mean, like that's so much change in your life in the span of like three, you said three months, like. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, um, to be honest with you, like, I genuinely feel like I haven't even begun to even process or even start to, like, nibble at the ends, just the outer limits of it. Like, I don't even feel I've even put my toes in the water as far as my accident goes. Um, because I had three months before my daughter was born, and then at the same time, it's like, well, how do you make it work with someone who's dealing with addiction because I've dealt with addiction before um, which yeah. I'm thankful for 10 12 years ago because when it came time to my arm still to this day any doctor would give me any drug I want but I, I I've literally informed yeah. um the board and I've turned in two different doctors for trying to do stuff like that I don't play with that um, yeah people's lives not your your checkbook so yeah. So when was like the moment just for like everybody listening and stuff, when was the moment? Cause you know, you have to be in a pretty dark place at this time. Like at what point? Cause now like I look at you and like I meeting you a year, pretty much like a year ago at this, around this time, your spirit, your energy, just like everything about you was just so like inviting and warm and like embracing life. And I just remember being like, who is that? Like I need to know this guy like he just is, is like life and I remember like you were so friendly to so many people you're like giving donuts away so like where when did that happen you know what I mean was it just like a click was it something where you're like for your daughter like what happened because I feel like that's such a difference in mindset and perspective you know how did that happen um I think my my it was because like like I said for the first three months like I couldn't even make sandwiches um I used to cry because imagine trying to put peanut butter or spread something on a piece of bread most yeah. people realize it but you have another point of contact holding that bread still while you swipe whatever you're swiping yeah well now imagine the bread just keep going with you every time you swipe and then the bread falls on the ground and it's like I'm a 27 year old man who can't tie his shoes can't make a sandwich without dropping it on the ground um, a bunch of different things. So I used to just cry. I would drink insurance for like six weeks. My parents would bring me because I wouldn't eat. I was just depressed. Yeah. And then, you know, like, when I was always worried, like, how am I supposed to be the dad that throws his kid in the air? Like, 
I can't do that now, you know, like, so, but those thoughts, I dwelled in them, but then once things got closer to her birth, um, the, the, I got to hold her first, uh, the moment the nurses cleaned her off and then just set her in my arm, like, all worries went away. Um, like, it's, it's not to, to be inspirational or to say stuff, like, to wordplay it. No, it's just, it put it in my arm and everything went away. Um, and I had no choice. Uh, I've always been the type that if it's got to be done, it's going to get done no matter what. If you want to cry and complain, do it but you're still going to get the work done. Yeah. Um, so when they put her in my arm, my moment, that was my moment of clarity, just that I have this responsibility that like I could be her charge. I could help her show her that she is the world. Um, she is everything and she need not seek anything outside of her because everything she's whole as she is yeah. and as she ever will be. So I've always, I don't know. I've just always raised her like, I guess I don't know. Like my, I like venture off when I'm rambling, but um. Oh, you're good. <laughs> no, just like the I guess the. Just wanting my daughter to know that like, she is whole, has always been, always will be, and and she, she can do whatever she wants. Yeah. She, to me, I she's the universe. She is the energy. She is. I look at my daughter like an amazement, like most parents, but not that other parents don't, but like, I look at my child, like she is it. That is it. You know, I still have my life, but it is my job. Like, I don't believe in us looking up to our parents, trying that we need to prove to them or gain their, to make them proud. I brought my daughter into this world in one way or another. So it's, I should be making her proud. Um, right. And that's such like a beautiful message. I think like it's so hard um, today in the world. I mean, always maybe to like understand self-worth and, you know, all that. So like the fact that you're raising your daughter and she can like watch you do that, like set that example. I think that's just like so awesome. Just like a really good, good way to, you know, raise her and how old is she now? Uh, she just turned six uh, about two weeks ago. Oh, my God. You know, she just turned six. So okay. did you look back on our, our six-year journey together so far? Yeah. Um, so, okay, wait, question then, just like keeping on with the story. So at what point then did, I don't know how to ask that, like at what point did it go from two arms to one arm? Oh, uh, you can ask however you want. I'm good. <laughs> so uh you, you know well i don't know it was just the cheapest weight loss plan at the point so <laughs> um so i had known since about a month after my accident that amputation was a possibility especially when i dealt with it took 11 months to get a doctor to actually do the right test to find my injury really about 11 different doctors, neurosurgeons, um, what is it, orthopedics, and a bunch of other type of neuros. Um, and they all just wanted me to just wait a year or two. And I'm like, but my arm does not move at all. I'm tired of sitting in a tub, 
trying to will it to move. Like I would sit there and I would just stare at my fingers and I'd be like, Ugh. or I'd sit in the shower and if the heat hit this nerve once, right, it would make some twitch. So then every day in the shower, I would make sure that the hot water hit this nerve to see if maybe it would twitch more and more and more. Um, so, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, it, it was about a month after I had already known and I, I cried for a little bit, but at the same time, I'm like, it doesn't work. Let's, let's go. So I tried for a year and then I tried more. I tried other doctors. Um, and then I came out to the Adaptive Training Foundation out in uh, Dallas, Texas. Um, actually, they're in Carrollton now. Um, okay. We're in Dallas. Yeah. David Vibora, um, ex-Seahawk and NFL Ram, uh, ex-Seahawk and Ram NFL player puts it on. Okay. And after training, living in Dallas for three months and training there with all these athletes and all these people and resources, I just, the arm was just in the way. Um, I used to have to sling it up. Uh, I did CrossFit traveling for about three years and I used to have to duct tape my arm. Well, I still had my arm. I used to duct tape, my, I used to wear a backpack like a camelback stop no for real photos somewhere um put my arm like this in the straps and then have someone duct tape one strap around me so i could work out and i would do that twice a day when i would work out okay so it takes like a fucking mentally strong human to like be like all right well this arm doesn't work but i'm gonna go hit a crossfit workout like i'm just like trying to i have thought about this i i i see you know people that have accidents and they're paralyzed from the neck down and and then they go and like they make beautiful art with their mouth and like I just like I can't understand how that how like you know that's that is like I don't know next level mindset and perspective of just like I guess you got to do what you got to do and so was was fitness and working out running crossfit whatever it was was that like your escape to you know, kind of just like be like, I'm moving on with life. I'm going to keep going. Oh yeah, most certainly. Um, you figure I started working out. My first day in the gym was March. It was March of 2016. So and when did the, the accident happen? Accident was June 20th, 2015. Okay. About nine months. Yeah. On there. I worked out at home for about a month and a half, two months before that, like just with, I would get, I couldn't lift the, so my reason for working out was I wanted to be able to hold my daughter for as long as possible mm. because even her being, she was born seven pounds, six ounces, but three months of atrophy and three months of just taking pills and sleeping on couches and not eating just atrophied my whole body. And I was just weak. Right. Um, so even just holding her static would bother me. And then on top of it, I have to hold her, but also I got a burper. So it's, you know, a lot of different things. You work out, you know. Yeah. So, um, um, I started at home because I was too self-conscious. I've always had gym memberships, but I go in them and I run straight to the treadmill. Yeah. I was too self-conscious to actually mess with weights um, yeah. or people staring at me. Uh -huh. so, Worked out at home for about two months so that way I could even just lift a 45 pound barbell um and then I started going to the gym with friends and then my first day by myself was March it was like March 
16th or something like that in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, and at this point, you're still, you said like, you're still- Still had the arm, yeah. yeah. Still had the arm, would sling it up, you know, but people, people just gravitated to me. Um, they would see me and they'd see the barbell on me and I'd be at the bench, the, I'd be there for, uh, to bench. And I would sit there and the 45 pound uh, barbell would be on my throat because I'd go one too many reps. Um, and I was still weak, but people would run over. And after six months of working out at EOS, people would switch their schedules to come in when I would come in so they could work out with me and show me and spot me. Oh my God. Random strangers. And there was like hundreds of them. Um, I'm like, you know, so started lifting. And then it just got boring spending, I would spend like eight hours a day at the gym. Yeah. So especially the days that I didn't have my daughter, because back then, um, before I got, I've had full custody the past three years, but before that it was uh, 50-50. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's so crazy how fitness is such, is, is therapy, honestly. I, I have I felt that. And in like some really hard times in my life, like I feel like I go all in on the gym and like just, there like fitness you know and like the community that fitness is and like the people like it's just it's so beautiful I think no yeah I love it uh running running has always been my first love um I've loved it since everything and then it was motorcycles and then it's my daughter um now they're all still the same but they're all switched around yeah Um, uh no yeah running uh so then I started doing crossfit okay game was just to i need more stimulation right um, someone doing murph um and um, yeah one mile or one mile workout or one mile run and then it was what 100 okay. pull-ups 200 push so you're doing one-arm pull-ups yeah so i do legit one-arm pull-ups um also i do one-arm what's up one-arm push-ups i've seen you i've seen a video of I think you'd oh yeah uh, I won a cruise I won a, a free music festival um friendship yeah because you went to ACL so friendship I went to maiden voyage on friendship um okay. Dita Von Tees had a talent show contest on it while I went on it just to help one of my friends to do some stage fright stuff so I was like I'll go on after you like what am I gonna do and I was like I was gonna do a comedy skit all the different one-arm things you know, like how to do a one-arm squat. Yeah. One-arm air squat. Same thing you do, but still with one arm, like just, just dumb shit. Yeah. So, um, I did, uh, 27, obviously one arm pushups. I was already amputated. Um, but 21 of them were clapping. So I push up, jump in the, like push off the air, clap my chest, come down. So I did seven, total 21 of them were uh, clapping I made the final five and then Dita had everyone talk about themselves or going whatever and I just stole the show again I just started messing around and having fun and joking and doing all my one-arm jokes um because I talked to a dog and my my daughter my infant daughter for the first two years because I wouldn't go outside <laughs> but um oh my god I won. so I got to go the second year of friendship for free and I got to bring a guest, so Dang. fitness is awesome. Fitness, moral story, fitness is awesome. I love that. And I love how, I mean, I I don't know, I guess 
at some point, you know, you bring humor to your story, your life, you know, whatever. I just think that you're like a bubbly person like that, but it like eases the tension with conversation with other people and stuff. Cause I think your story is something that like is so inspiring, like whether, and I know, you know it, but like, you know, you bring humor to it too, but like, it really is just so inspiring to see you like out there doing all the things. And like, you know, that's the next thing I was just gonna ask is like all of these races and medals and things and competitions that you've won, um, you know, doing them all with one hand. It's so crazy. Just like seeing what you do. So it's inspiring. Yeah, I have. I try like I'm perfectly comfortable with like boasting about who I am. I believe that everyone should. Yeah. Also, that everyone because if everyone took, if everyone uh, accepted themselves for what they are and their own accomplishments, I feel that we would have less time to judge others and their accomplishments because yeah. my five minute mile is something that's been there since seventh grade. So house running a 30 minute mile for the first time ever to me is much grander than mine because mine is now just, it's level. It's, it's where I'm at, you know, it's established. Also you run a five minute mile or 30 minute mile. It's like the same calories and same everything. I just have better breathing. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like our own victory. Like, I I think that's a good point is like, you know, something that's like uh, an amazing feat for me, you know, maybe it might be something you've done since, like you said, like fifth grade, but it, you know, it's about at the end of the day, like competition against yourself, like becoming better every day, working on yourself, showing up. And it's not about like, you know, comparing, oh, well, my, this is better than your this, or like my hard time was harder than your hard time, you know, because we all have our own experiences so yeah I think I think a lot of people confuse like competition or competing with one another is like a a bad thing or they use it in a like in a negative manner like I beat you haha better than you um I think to compete for me to compete is to grow Mm -hmm. because I've I've ran competitively since third grade um and we don't get better unless we compete with one another. Mm-hmm. Compete with myself all day, but if I don't have someone who's better than me, push me, yeah, push me, then I'm never gonna reach my full potential. You know, like if I get second in a race, I'm damn proud, and I'm damn proud of you because you worked for it. If you beat me, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I've got gold medal, bronze medal from Team USA for U.S. Nationals for track and field. Uh, first ever world champion, uh, one of four and for the Spartan, mm-hmm. went back the next year with a different team, got my team got third place that time. Um, so I, I filled day medals, all these things. Uh, I've got medals galore You're wild. I go in boxes. I don't, I, I like the memories of them, but you know, I say like memories over medals. Um, yeah. I give my medals to kids. They're cool little trinkets. I remember yeah. what I did. And to me, like every step, I believe that every step that I take is a step in the right direction. So that's why I'm always so thankful because I'm still moving. You know, if I get knocked back one step, most people get upset. Me, I'm happy. 
because I know that I missed something back there. So now I get to go back, pick it up. And then instead of just going one forward, I'm going even more forward, two steps forward. So I'm like, hey, I just got knocked back and then I jumped too, homie. Like, yeah. One, so. I like that. I like that mindset. I've actually never like considered it like that. That's so true. It's like, you know, when you get knocked back, like consider it something like you were meant to learn another lesson or, you know, pick up something else or fix something or whatever. I like, I like that a lot. Well, it's like hiking. Um, if you hike, I, I think everyone, every hiker or runner can relate to this. Uh, the way up, you don't remember much because you're working. The way mm-hmm. down, you're like, when did we pass this? Yeah. <laughs> You know, so I, I just, I have goals and my goals go out for about 20 years. I have a goal. I have a race goal, a distance that I have set for me that when my daughter is out of the house or off doing her own adventures or maybe doing them with me. Um, but I believe that every, every, it's either a goal or a stepping stone, but everything is a stepping stone to the next. Um, yeah. There's no destination. I don't believe in being the best. Mm-hmm. thing unless that's being the best person that you can be like yourself I just there's if you get to the top you're at the top there's no more yeah I, I wanna I think that's why I'm single and why I'm so whatever is because I have my daughter first off but also like I want a life and growth I don't yeah. think I'm ever gonna stop <laughs> and I don't think I ever want to either so right oh that's an amazing mindset to have do you think you've always had that mindset or you know, do you think I, you know, okay, I'm trying to phrase this question the right way. Like after your accident, after like going through that, do you think that has helped your mindset that you have now? Or is it always just been there? That's who you are. I think it's always been, well, in one way, like the energy has been there, my will to want more, like never being satisfied. I was always an unsatisfied, unappreciative, little asshole brat, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, these are the same char- characteristics that now people around the world, like athletes, OCR athletes, like they know my name and they crave that same energy, the same characteristics. So it's just, that's also a lesson on who you're around. But, if, you know, if I'm six, 10 years old, 10 years old, can't really pick the people I'm around so much as far as relatives go. Yeah. But... I think once my first accident happened, the quad accident with the colostomy bag, um, and then my heart, and then this one, um, I've almost lost this arm in the exact same spot, um, probably four times in my life, in the exact same spot. I was working on drilling regs as a caser in uh, Odessa, and I had a 50-foot, 1,800-pound pipe that was about 23 inches circumference come down and I was sliding it down into the hole while my coveralls got caught in it and um my coveralls got caught in it and before the the guy on the tongs could start ripping it to send it down down hole um I screamed for dear life because my arm was pinched in between the pipes like not fully but at least a good inch of my arm where it just missed the bone but had he ripped on that, I would have swung around that damn pole and I probably would have lost more than my arm. Um, and it's ironic because the driller on that job only had one arm. Um, so, but no, I've, I've had, I've been a wild child, plenty of motorcycle, uh, 
not accidents. They were wrecks because I was doing dumb, fun stuff. Um, Would you say, okay, so for somebody listening right now who's like going through some hardship, like I feel like you have some good advice on like dealing with hardship and overcoming that. Like, what do you have to say to somebody who's going through it, who's like maybe they're filled with self doubt and fear and negativity and all this head trash? Like, what would be your biggest tip, advice, whatever you want to call it, to like getting back out there, getting their life on track or getting past it, getting stronger because of it, whatever, what would you say? Uh, so I got a model that I started with this little like company thing that eventually will come to fruition for me to help people. That's all I want to do. I want my light bright so I can shine it on everyone else. But when life presents you with a challenge, you adapt. What I can tell you about possibly helping you, I feel like the best way I can help you is by just letting you see me for all that I am. So I know that every time that I've been thrown to the dirt, I have grown. Look at, and it's something that I'm dealing with right now too, is look at all the stuff you've been through in your life and look at where you're at. Like not in the self-doubt area, don't focus on the negatives, but look at where you're at. Yeah. The positives in your life right now. Um, and anything and everything can be a positive. Um, if it can be a negative, it can be a positive and vice versa. So you just have to, I don't know, like I've been through drug use, uh, alcoholism, um, drinking and driving, uh, three, three near death. One of them actually did die uh, or went off or whatever. Um, so I don't know. It's hard. I mean, it, it's all in your head. Like it's easier said than done. I mean, I know it, but if you decide that you are whole and that if you decide that like you have purpose, you have worth, um, then that's what it'll be. Um, but as long as you focus on the negatives and as long as you think that you are less than, you will always be less than. I'm one of the most negative people you will ever meet, ever. My natural, re inst my natural instincts is to react negatively out of anger, uh, to blow people off. In Texas, everyone says hi and howdy and they're all talking. I come from Phoenix. No, I come from gunshots every night. I come from jumping over on my daughter in the middle of the night when I hear gunshots thinking, you know, I'd rather it hit me before it might hit her. Um, and this is real life, bullet holes in the house and everything. Uh, so I just, I don't know, you gotta think positive. Um, yeah, like it's not, it's, it's not always gonna be natural. I like that you actually said, I feel like that's super relatable. The fact that you were like, I'm, my natural instinct is to like react negatively, but it's like the intent, like the being actively, making an active decision to like, flip it you know looking at yeah. it looking at it as a, a way to grow um or you know a way to learn something I think that's super relatable because I think like sitting here I'm, I'm gonna be honest same like people think you know I'm so positive or whatever but like we're all, we all have you know that instinct to be upset be mad have anger frustration take it out on other people but it's like that decision to be like you know what no I'm gonna breathe pause and I'm going to flip this around, you know? So I think that's yeah, I just, I tell them, I'm like, I'm one of the most negative people. I just work 
really damn hard to be positive. Um, because it's, that's just what I was, I allowed myself to be conditioned with my own thoughts, uh, take, anyone, take any outside factors out of it, even with my own self. Uh, but it's hard as a child to know that it's okay to feel this way and, or you should react. You can have anger. Anger is, can be used for positive. Um, you just have to know how to, to, to react with it, how to use yeah. it. Um, so and there's, what is it? I think it was Dr. Lee Miles. Like, that which you are not angry with, you will never change. Um, yeah. Look back on your life, most of the things that you change are things that you get tired of, things that you get angry with. Otherwise you become comfortable and we all get comfortable, but you get comfortable and then you just start getting stagnant. And then I'm thankful that I've just, the second I feel comfortable in any situation, like it may linger for a month or two, but I, I just, I'm out, change it. Shake it up, yeah. I'm, Not I'm, for me, um, in order to grow, you must let go, arms included. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, hey, we're on the let's get uncomfy. I'm all about get out of that comfort zone, go do the thing that's gonna grow you. It's gonna be hard, but that's gonna be, you know, the best thing for you. Okay, I already know, I know the answer to this question. I know what you're gonna say probably, but just for everybody else, um, do you, do you regret or would you, if you could go back and change anything about, you know, any of your accidents or anything? Um, I would say no. Um, it's a 100% no. The only thing I, the only thing I wish, I guess, would be maybe there was another way to learn this lesson, but thankfully no one's gotten hurt in any of my accidents and the only one that would have caused someone else was a drinking and riding. Um, but I mean, I, I could have hurt and killed someone. Um, I used to ride and I used to ride very stupidly. I used to fly down the freeways doing 180. I used to do wheelies at 80, 90 miles an hour in between traffic. Like, um, so I just, I wouldn't change it. Um, it's not a route, the route that I took, I wouldn't recommend it to get to this point. Like, you're not going to be, I don't know, like the chances of you turning your life into what I've turned my life into after drinking and riding or driving and that kind of accident, they're very slim. Um, you'd be lucky to even be alive after it. Somehow, for some reason, um, I'm here for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> like I've been through a lot and my body has been through a lot. And, you know, I smoked for 22 years. I've been smoking a pack of cigarette on average almost since seventh grade. And I just quit a little over since I moved to Texas. So a little over two months ago, um, and I wake up and run 10 to 13 to 16 miles whenever I want for the hell of it. Like, yeah. Cause I know that it's going to get me to my next goals. So yeah. I just want to, I believe that I could, I, I don't know. I want to see what this body can do. Yeah, push it to the limit. Um, like I believe that I could take it to somewhere it's never been. Um, so uh, I don't know what what life I'm on, what trial this is. Yeah. Uh, but for some reason, I'm killing it, and it's it's. I mean, I I believe that my energy will never die, and that's how I live. Yeah, it's it's mindset. Your mindset, your perspective, your energy is just like unmatched. Um, and I love something else you said earlier. What is like 
I think the best way for you to like, to like help you is to watch me. And I think like you do, you do that so well, like, you know, just doing what you do, just like showing up, pushing yourself, working hard, and then showing the world that like, I think it's so inspiring because I've, I was just, we were talking about this before I hit record, but like that day that you were running up this mountain, okay, for everybody listening, like, I think you posted it on Instagram or something. I remember this so vividly because I was having a shit fucking day. And I remember, I don't, you must've posted it because I see you're like literally running up and down this mountain from sunrise to sunset. Y'all like, what? He, you said you did a marathon on this mountain. Yeah, it was a uh, one way. Piastro Peak is uh, about 1300 feet elevation gain in one mile, just one way up. Uh, and I did it 11 times. I did it 10 times for charity. And the 11th one was for me because I pledged 10, but 11 was for me because it meant I did a marathon um, with it. So it was, it was about a little over 1300 feet elevation gain. Um, at the end of it, 1300 feet elevation gain up and down. And it was 26.4 miles. Um, and it was 13 hours elapsed time. Moving time was nine hours. And that's because I figured I'm here to, to get money, to raise money for a women's shelter. So I should probably talk to some people (laughs) just having the, please don't talk to me, get out my face, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, I'm here, but also like- I'm I'm here to work, so. Um, Seriously, like, I remember seeing that and I was having a shit day and watching, seeing you do that or whatever. I was like, okay, Annie, shut the fuck up. Stop whining. This man is running a fucking marathon on a mountain. Like, get your shit together. And I just, I think, you know, your life and just what you're doing is so inspiring because people can see it. And, and literally, and you're just like a testament to working hard, showing up mindset perspective. And, and I don't know. I just think it's, I just think you're awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's crazy. We're like, I thank running for this Yeah. thing that has ever stuck in my life or have any good that has come out of my life has been from running um you know like me being a better father like I'm a better father because I've become a better runner a more conditioned a more disciplined um runner Um, I so I believe that too I think just fitness in general like putting the time into yourself showing up for yourself pushing your body like I think it helps us like you just said discipline consistency hard work. Um, I've done sports my whole life and I a hundred percent think that's made me a better person to just understand the ability to like fail and get back up. Like that's such a life lesson, you know, and you can apply that beyond sports, beyond running, you know, you can apply that to your life. Um, if you, you know, make an intention to do that. Um, so what you do, one thing is the way you do everything. So preach not to, I've just, dove deeper into that in the past like two years but now like I don't I don't let things slide on myself anymore because like, if I don't if I said I'm going to run 13 miles and I need to run 13 or at least get in 13 because if I skip out on this then the next run like, oh 
I'll just do 11 this time. Or, you know what, the dishes don't need to get done. And I'm not someone who's like crazy tidy or whatever. I like clutter. Um, I hate organized things. But I noticed that it was allowing me to just drift. Right. Kept drifting and it was drifting in all different parts of my life. So now, like, I don't get up and make my bed. But... (laughs) vacuum you know I, I do all the simple stuff I make tea every morning right. as soon as I get up I make start the, the teapot and then I wake my daughter up and then I help her get her stuff ready um, now we get it ready the night before so that way daddy doesn't get anxious or flustered in the morning and then I'm yelling for no reason or I'm getting upset because right she didn't wash her hand or dry it fully, you know, like, cause these things happen. And so now I organize things better now where they should be. Um, but I still leave very gray, vague areas so that way I can still live my life freely. Um, that's yeah. why I moved to Texas. So we can live simply. We live an acre we got over 41 acres of property i walk goats i walk chickens i catch grasshoppers and dig up worms and bring them back to my chickens um the goats i take them on walks i take the dogs on walks the cat that you just saw literally runs with me oh my god so you know and she's at school having fun and learning and getting her interaction and then she comes home and then I let her have some screen time and then make her go outside to do some sort of play or chore, you know, feed the chickens. It's literally grab a bucket, put some, some seed in it and then dump it on the ground, you know? Yeah. You want an allowance? Okay. There's rocks in the yard. I need you to pick them up, fill up the bucket. You get $10 every time you fill it up and take it out the yard. Like, yeah. So I don't know. I just want Discipline, hard work, you know, in the little things. I think that's so important. Yeah, because if you can get the little things, then you can apply it to everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, 1% is 1%. It don't matter if you have $10 or $100. Your game was still 1%. So. Preach, preach, preach. Um, so I'm like a minimalist. I do my laundry in the shower. Uh, <laughs> like I straight up, for the past three and a half years, I literally, like, because I mainly wear workout clothes. I'm, yeah pretty much a professional runner like that's the lifestyle I live and just nomad you know but I just happen to have a cool little six-year-old with me at the time <laughs> her laundry is done of the washer but no I I work out and then I take a shower with my clothes on it rinses and then all this I plug it and then all the soap goes down I stomp it down um I actually saw Alex Honnold does the same thing um but so then it does that, and then I rinse it all out, drain it, and then I hang it up. It dries, and then I wear it the next day to work out or whatever, you know. Then once a week or once every two weeks, I'll throw it in the, the washer if it's getting stanky. But I don't know, like, I got more thing, more important things for me yeah. to worry about. Um, I like it. Priorities, not- right? Yeah, you know, and everyone's different, and learning more about myself and accepting myself and my things, my little uh, tinks has allowed me to judge others less. I won't yeah. say not at all because I'm still a human and I'm trying to reverse 33 years, 32, 33 years of this. So, but yeah. I, don't know, I just, 
we're all great. Like greatness is within all of us. Um, I'm no more special than anyone else. Um, and I, I like to stop people whenever they tell me I'm an inspiration and I'm just like, and, you know, and I compliment them on something. Oh, no, no, no. I'm like, well, you're not allowed to compliment me if I can't compliment you because I've been working on it. You know, someone can steal it too. I don't care. Uh, the light that, the light that which you see in me is the light in you. Um, I got a mess out there or whatever. But if, if I'm an inspiration to you, then so are you. Because in order for you to see or feel that I'm an inspiration, feel that energy, you would have to recognize it somehow. Mm -hmm. so it has to be, yeah, it has to be within you because I got a good core group of friends back home in Arizona who are all like very well off and very great business owners and on their own things. But if you talk to me about your nail salon or if you talk to me about your roofing company or your, uh, your ceiling tile company, those things don't, they don't intrigue me. They don't move me. So it's like, hey, like you might want to talk to someone else because you're just talking to a deaf ear right here. Like, <laughs> friend, I love you, but I can't help you with this subject. Right. You know? All right. Just wrapping it in here. You you kind of glazed over, but I'm just going to ask you real quick. Tell us a little bit about you adapt because I know that's your, you started this organization. I think it's pretty cool. So tell us a little bit about it. Um, so it goes along with just always wanting to help. Um, I think it's within all of us or whatever, but never really knew what my purpose would be. Um, and I didn't know that living my life would be like that purpose would be the biggest message to most people. So a lot of people in my situation, you know, like most people, they ask me every day, what happened to your arm? What's wrong with your arm? Why was this not? And I'm like, you don't even know me. Like, what if I was born this way? Yeah. And I told me what's wrong with my arm? What arm? Like, there was never, you know? So um, me, I like it. I don't care. Like, okay, like, I have one arm, and I'm still better than you. So, like, whose ego are we, whose ego are we trying to bluff right now? Like, yeah. um, but I just, I want my light people gravitate to me for some reason um i'm sure i can name a lot of reasons but even before like my yeah. new lifestyle they've gravitated gravitated to me so i like with you adapt where i'm witty so i'll come up with slogans or phrases for athletes that was the idea um and create them their own shirt so i made my own shirts with you adapt so i could fund my own uh competitions and travel well, once I got my own money for my stuff and started making my own money outside of you adapt, um, I wanted you adapt to still be about helping others. So um, I just want to use my light to help others see that that light is also within them. Um, I want them to build the self-confidence to, to own who they are. And as I said, to know that they're whole as they are. It don't matter how many limbs you have or this and that, because I do more mentally and physically now with one arm than I ever did with two um so I just I don't know I, I just want to bring the light to people and I just want them to know that like they're great like they're, yeah. they are it everything that they are seeking is literally already within them like mm -hmm. I love that. 
they're seeking themselves in everything else. And I think once you come to terms with realizing that and start reflecting on your life and seeing how that does apply to everything, um, you start to get a little, you know, start to feel a little badass. You start to feel a little, a little confident in who you are. Like, you know what? Like, my superpower is that I'm, I'm me. I'm not. And that goes for the nearly 8 billion people in the world. So, yeah. Yeah, no, so I sell shirts. Um, it's been off for a while just because I've been focusing mainly on my mental health. And then um, being a full-time single father is hard. Yeah. Um, then also, I, I, the other end of that stick is not a good end of the stick, um, or at least hasn't been. Um, and it's just, it's stressful. You know, and I, I think sometimes it's it's allowed me to to worry more about mine and my daughter's safety, especially my daughter's well being. Um, so I've I've swayed away from a lot of things to just better myself, so that way I can be better for my daughter. Yeah, totally. Well, awesome. Okay, last thing, where can people find you if they're like, okay, yo, this guy's dope. I want to follow him. So next time he's running a marathon on a mountain, I can be inspired and <laughs> get my shit together. Um, where can people <laughs> find you other that social media? I don't know what else you got, you know, out there. Um, I have a YouTube account that everyone tells me I need to start creating because of the lifestyle that I live. Yeah. Uh, so, but everything is under arm solo, A-R-M-S-O-L-O. Um, my Instagram is arm solo underscore. And that has a link tree link that has to, I believe my Snapchat, Twitter, um, my, you adapt Instagram, my Facebook, and then my Facebook athlete page, you adapt Facebook page, um, my TikTok, and then I just created a clapper or whatever. So yeah. I, don't know. I wish there was one and it did it for all. Instagram and you'll find them all. Well, I love it. And honestly so grateful for you like I said at the beginning for your time and just sharing your perspective and your lifestyle a little bit your story I know that it's going to reach somebody and you know somebody out there needed to hear that or needed to learn about you so that they can you know I don't know someone's going to resonate so yeah. thank you so much for your time we're going to end it there guys go follow Jeremy on Instagram uh, give him a DM if this resonated with you. Let him know that you listened. And that's really it for today. Jeremy, thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Oh, cool, cool, guys. You will hear from me next time on the Let's Get Uncomfy podcast. But that's all we have for today. So bye, everyone. That is all for today, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Hey, I'd be so grateful if you took one second to send this podcast to one person you know would love it. And also don't forget, leave a five-star review because honestly, go big or freaking go home, Becky, okay? <laughs> don't forget to subscribe if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or a follow if you're listening through Spotify. Also, go ahead and check this out at letsgetuncomfy.podcast and myself at Annie underscore fit life fit me on Instagram. Tag us in your stories. Let me know how you're getting uncomfy and what you loved about today's episodes. Now, go do it. Go get uncomfy. Pursue what others consider unlikely. I double dog area.